0: Good day, everyone. Welcome to Perspectives and Focus. I am James Hicks from Hicks New Media, and today we have a fantastic discussion. I've got the principles from NoLabs. NoLabs is transforming how we analyze and monitor molecules non-evasively with a key focus on the, on the word non-evasively. They've built and designed a platform utilizing wearable and mobile devices the initial focus for their technology is a glucose monitoring device, and they have plans to further develop their devices, their science, their technology, and their platform. I will not delay any more and would like to definitely welcome the guests today. I've got Mr. Ron Erickson, founder and chairman of No Labs, and James Andy Anderson, MD, I, I, I Andy Anderson, I, I love that part yeah. right there. I, I'm just going to gleam onto that. But gentlemen, welcome to the, to the show. I'm glad you spent some time today.
1: Great. Thanks, James. Appreciate it very much. Pleasure.
0: Thank you very much. Listen, yeah. let's get focused. Let's, let's talk about this, because when we were initially talking about your, your platform, your technology, where you are today, where you're looking to go, it was just incredibly intriguing, and I really want to make sure that we have the opportunity to share that with everyone here who's listening and watching. So, uh, Mr. Erickson, let's, let's start with you, sir. And if you could just tell us a little bit about how, why, when, where the, the start of, of No Labs. Right.
1: Well, you know, I. Um... We've been working on this technology for a number of years actually it goes back to really about 2007 when we first started started some of the early discussions about the technology and it really it's it started interestingly enough around a conversation about the vanity of human perception right mm. we have as humans, we have three colors, uh, three three color receptors. We have red, blue, and green. And as you as you look at that, you discover that there are other species that have a greater capacity for discerning color difference than we do. And a shrimp, for example, has seventeen color receptors. A bumblebee has thirty two color receptors. So they're seeing things that we can't see. And out of that conversation, we developed some early technology using leds to uh, identify authenticate and diagnose using color using color outside the humanly visible portion of the spectrum in the infrared and ultraviolet uh, over time as we as we developed that technology and it was from the very beginning a platform technology that as i say allowed us to identify authenticate and diagnose we, we began to kind of think about well what should our first product be what, do, what should we do first and and uh, uh, around that time, I, I met Phil Boshua, who's our CEO, and hopefully James. They'll have an opportunity to, to, uh, to meet Phil soon. Phil and I met and, and, uh, and had a conversation about what I was doing, and we talked about his background. And, and uh, I asked Phil if he, he could spare some time, a couple of months, to, to, to work with me to try to discover what a first product could be. What's mm-hmm. the first thing we should do with this platform technology to come to market? and started playing in the lab and uh, started having some early successes identifying glucose in the human body. And uh, as we first started thinking about that, and people, if you see some of our early Uh, our early press releases, our early public filings, we thought initially we might do something that was a calorie counter. Mm. And of course, in doing that, we were going to have to look at glucose. But we began to see that we were getting very exacting results, exacting results as compared to finger stick as compared to the Dexcom product then, which was the G5. And and so we said, you know, the, the, the global addressable market for people that care about blood glucose is huge. And so Let's let's just focus really on a, in a laser way on blood glucose. Okay. Around that time, through a mutual acquaintance, I met Dr. Anderson and Andy. By background, uh, spent many years at Eli Lilly. Uh, spent a number of years uh, working on clinical trials for diabetic-related products. And, uh, uh, yeah, it has really significant expertise as an endocrinologist in the, in the arena of, of therapeutics and diagnostics around, uh, diabetes. And we met through an acquaintance and I, I, I told him casually on the phone what, what we were working on here in Seattle. And and his response, which I'll never forget, he said, you know, at Lilly, I saw 50 attempts at doing non-invasive blood glucose and none of them worked. Wow. So uh, I I I challenged him to come to Seattle. I said, Andy, um, how would you like to come to Seattle? Come to our lab, see what we're doing. And uh, actually, I should probably pass the baton to Andy because Andy <laughs> a- Andy flew to Seattle and spent a day in the lab. And uh, um, Andy, you talk about your your first experience seeing what we were doing.
2: Well. As skeptical as I was of any type of device like that, um, they showed me the raw data. Mm. And they were concerned that the instrument wasn't working right because they were getting a lot of peaks and valleys uh, in their readings. And I looked at it and I said, you know, this is what actually convinces me you actually are measuring glucose. Um, you know, if you look at a curve of glucose.
0: Having some, some delays there on, on his iPad. Is, man, I sure do hope he comes back so Whoop. we can get that, get that story. You're, you're Got a little latency on your side, sir. I tell you what, when, when you as as you get get back on, on online there, so so Mr. Erickson, talk to us again a little yeah. bit about. Uh, thank you for the introduction to what No Labs is, how, how how you started, but and I hinted to it early about the about the, the devices, right, the the mobile devices and and the wearables and things like that. But talk to us a little bit about what you're working on today.
1: Okay, so. What we're working on today, and we we recently had a press release that talked about our internal results. Our internal results, as you compare our non-invasive uh, bio RFID sensor technology with fingerstick, with Dexcom G Six, with Abbott Labs Freestyle Libre, we're getting very exacting results. We're getting results that are you know that are stellar. We we, we our results are the the you know meet the gold standard if you will with regards to mm-hmm. blood glucose analysis our first product is a product we call No you and it's a product that uh, you, you could uh, sit on your kitchen counter you could have in your bathroom and it has a little puck like device that you can then put in your purse or your briefcase or your pocket as you go about your day uh the 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 device as it sits on your counter will have a readout and give your blood glucose the the puck device that you'd carry with yourself that's a device that would connect via Bluetooth and there you can see that little puck it would connect via Bluetooth to your smartphone so you have basically blood glucose on the go um, th- that is the product that we are testing today internally. Uh, that is the product that is giving us really these, extra ordin- these extraordinary results, mm. and that's the product that we're initially going to go to the FDA with uh, this coming year to obtain approval so that we can move into the market with this, this product. That's product. That's our first product. Our second product, with, which really is just a miniaturized version of this, is a wrist wearable that we call the U-band. And there again, uh, it, there you see that. It's, it's a wrist wearable. Uh, you know, it's about the size of, uh, of other wearables that, that are common in the marketplace. This will connect via a Bluetooth to your smartphone and, and will give you uh, information on your blood glucose levels on a continuous basis. The Know You is more episodic if you want to check your blood glucose two, three, five, eight times a day, whatever. You can do that non-invasively. The U-band is a more continuous device. Uh, the other thing to to uh, keep in mind about both of these devices, when I say they're a platform, they are a platform. So the first, if you will, the first application of the platform is blood glucose monitoring. Okay. But this very same device can do other things. There are... We have a list of a hundred analytes, a hundred molecules involving human health and wellness that we're able, that we're going to be able to discern, to identify, uh, with with our platform technology. So, you know, if as we do other things, and Dr. Anderson has a long list of those that he thinks are really important for human health and wellness, and we can touch upon a few of those. Uh, you're not going to change your device. What you're going to change is is the you know what you're seeing on your on your smartphone okay right?
0: so, so everything's driven through the platform through the mobile application as opposed to the physical device that we either have on our wrist and things okay
1: yeah well it, it and that device on your on your wrist or that device on your on your kitchen counter that device has the has the capacity as a platform to identify blood glucose your glucose levels but many other analytes Relating to human health and wellness, one you know, for example, I mean, Andy could speak to this, but he has a he has a list of that he thinks are <laughs> I, I can imagine critical.
0: And and Dr. Anderson, I guess I want to go into a little bit of that, obviously. And when when I look at diabetes, type one, type two, things of that, uh, blood glucose, and a new product coming to market, right? And and thinking, and we talked a little bit about this a couple of weeks ago uh, when we were saying. What is Dexcom? What is Abbott Labs going to say? You know, how, how, how do you change perception? How do you change um, the way folks are already going about monitoring these types of uh, conditions and things of that nature? What's in it? What's in it for me from a from a no labs perspective and from, from a medical conversation perspective, Dr. Anderson, I guess if I could ask you that question first.
2: Yeah, it is something that is key to the whole philosophy of what we're doing at No NoLabs. Uh, one, the program is non-invasive. That means no pain, but it also means no fear. So a subject is not going to hesitate in measuring their glucose and that's going to lead to better outcomes. Uh, there are no consumables with the U-band devices or the no U, um, so there's no waste. So this clearly fits in with the movement toward a green declaration in diabetes. Uh, it is ready to use anytime the patient wants to measure their glucose if they're using the no U or continuously uh, with the U-band. It's a one-time initial cost. There's no follow-up cost for supplies, uh, anything like that. Um, It can be used both continuously or discontinuously and as I said, because of the fact there's no pain and no cough there's no hesitancy for a patient to measure their glucose. It's also much easier to use. Uh, it will work instantaneously. There won't be a, you know, five-hour or two-day warm-up or equilibration with the thing. The platform um, is also unique and different from all of the other devices that are in the market or under research now in that it is not limited to measuring only glucose. It's not using glucose oxidase like most of the other devices use. So we can measure anything. And in fact, uh, we have already shown in trials that we can measure alcohol, we can measure oxygen, mm. we can measure a variety of uh, different drugs, um, So, and, and we can measure electrolytes. So it's really a platform that we're advocating. And the ability to Facilitate the uh, measurement of all of these different products makes it a key in being able to provide a unique tool to further advance precision medicine and precision diagnostics. Um, it, it clearly is going to be a game changer in the way we approach diagnostics, monitoring, and even therapy.
0: Well, you just covered three or four of my questions right there. So, I mean, it's almost like you've done this before. (laughs) Because I was definitely, I wanted to know what makes no lab's different than the competition, what's or what's already out there. You know, again, like I said, the what's in it for me or kind of what separates you, you from from other technologies, and, and we haven't even mentioned the word or the phrase bio RFID yet, right? And, and that technology, and, I, and I'm not sure if you, Mr. Erickson, or you, you, Dr. Anderson, want to talk a little bit about what makes bio RFID unique out there as opposed to again what's already out in the marketplace right now. Because again, we're I think. From my perspective, we're trying to change perspectives, right? And we're trying to change people's norms once your technology fully hits the marketplace to to make it really so they can see the value of what it is that you're providing, not just glucose monitoring, not just what's already out there today, but kind of leaps and bounds above what, what's going on today. So I'm not sure who would want to talk about.
1: No, that. but I think, you know, I think both of us can respond. I mean, Ed, Ed, let me just, you know set the table with a couple of things bio rfid so what we're doing is to use more technical language we, we we're doing radio frequency spectroscopy spectroscopy has been around a long time mm. we use radio frequency to uh, uh identify analytes molecules in the human body and we do that non-invasively so uh part of what we're doing is, you know, we, it's very disruptive. So, you know, just to follow up on some of the things Dr. Anderson said in terms of telemedicine, in terms of distance medicine, because, you know, the diagnostics can be done remotely, right. Um, Without a blood draw. Um, We've had people say, well, how are you different than Theranos? Well, the big difference between us and Theranos is we're an open book We'll, you can come into our lab you can look at our raw data you can look at everything we're doing wow. and' and we're, and we're transparent we're transparent because we're doing something that we wholeheartedly believe in all of our internal evidence supports the assertions we make we're happy to share those with people and uh, and so we're really committed to making a difference in in uh, difference in society in in, uh, in human health and wellness Um one of the terms I like to use is we're going to be democratizing medicine. so if 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 you will, you take you are moving this out of the lab to your wrist, right? And we're we'll be able to gather quality, verifiable information that can help your healthcare provider make some judgments about you. The other thing that we think about here, and that we're you know we're we're very serious about over time, as you gather data, with our sweeps, with our data sweeps, with RF spectroscopies, we gather data and that data is, is uh, longitudinal. It's in the cloud. And we have, let's say, a month's worth of data on you, James, or six mm-hmm. months worth of data. And putting our algorithms, our trade secret algorithms, artificial intelligence, machine learning capacity against that data, we're going to be able to discern some trends. And we might be able to say, we do believe this over time, looks like you're trending toward diabetes looks like you're trending toward heart disease we think all of those things are inherent in the capacity of our platform to identify a multitude of analytes in the human body Uh, so we really do believe that over time our technology can be transformative make a significant difference in human health and wellness as a diagnostic tool as a predictor if you will Uh, so we couldn't be more excited about it and and Andy's been such a great champion for us, and he can he 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 can add add to what I just said from the medical and the science standpoint
2: yeah without giving a uh two hour long lecture on the physics of uh, our r f i d the the key here is that most devices that are continuous glucose monitors measure glucose by a specific enzyme. Um, What we're doing is actually using the spectroscopy to fingerprint a molecule uh, that's in the body. So we're not dependent upon a particular enzyme Therefore, we can do multiple different analytes. The ability to actually know what's going on with your glucose um, is, is obvious to any professional or patient with diabetes. But one of the interesting things came out in a publication uh, uh, just in May of this year from Dr. Gene Wright in the Carolinas, and it was a study which compared the patients who were taking, with, with type 2 diabetes, who were taking basal insulin and monitoring their glucose, are just monitoring their glucose with continuous glucose monitoring and the ones who were just using the monitor actually had a better outcome and a lowering of their hemoglobin a1c so this is a good example of why we are very excited about the fact that we are moving in the direction of using the no labs devices in type two diabetes and in individuals with pre-diabetes.
0: Mm.
2: Unfortunately, uh, you know, more than 90% of people with pre-diabetes don't know that they have pre-diabetes. Wow. So if we can get this, you know, out to the individuals who may be at risk or have a history Uh, we may be able to actually prevent or slow down the development of type 2 diabetes, which obviously is much more preferable than simply being able to monitor and treat diabetes once it fully develops. Because we know that as diabetes develops in the prediabetes stage, You've got eight to 10 years of damage occurring to your kidneys, to your heart, to your blood vessels, to your eyes, to your nerves. So we want to be ahead of the game. We want to be out there actually helping wellness, not just treating disease.
1: That's, absolutely. I'm, right. oh, I'm going ahead. Ahead. to add something to that. Uh, latest data there are more than 500 million type 1 and type 2 people with diabetes in the world more than 500 million okay. dr anderson indicated a few months ago that the number of people with pre-diabetes is perhaps two and a half to three times that so okay. let's put some big numbers let's say a billion and a half to two billion people in the world have diabetes or pre-diabetes uh, we believe that our addressable market is that entire group of people? because we intend to come to market with something that uh, you know costs a hundred dollars, let's say, or we don't know exactly, but it's going to be very inexpensive, and then we may charge fifty dollars a month. So let's say all in annual cost under thousand uh, dollars. And you don't you don't have disposables. it is it is kind of a green declaration, a sustainable declaration for the diabetes community. Uh, the, the, the people doing it now, finger sticks cost, cost a dollar. Uh, if there are 15 million people in America pricking their finger three or four times a day, whatever the number is we're talking very big numbers, Yeah. the, you know, Dexcom and Abbott labs, uh, cost thousands of dollars a year, and they have to be changed every 10 days to two weeks, disposables, and, and it can run you $4,000 a year wow. for one of those, uh, 2,500 for the other, let's say. So. Uh, and if you're a pre-diabetic, uh, first of all, you're unlikely to prick your finger, right? You don't, you resist mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. And it's unlikely you're going to, you might be able to afford it yourself, but unlikely you're going to get insurance reimbursement for something that costs over $4,000 if you're a pre-diabetic, it's just not going to happen. So we look at this based on, you know, collaborating with Andy and his lifelong sense of this marketplace, and, and what the di- diabetes community is interested in, uh, uh, addressing that very large market, a billion and a half to 2 billion worldwide, was something that is relatively competitive price-wise, and, uh, very competitive price-wise, and is non-invasive. And by the way, is a platform that over time is going to be able to help identify other things important to human health and wellness.
0: You know, you, you touched on like two or three things that I really wanted to make sure don't get glossed over, right, in, in terms of the folks that are watching and listening and things like that. Just just the fact that if you don't have diabetes today, you're pre-diabetic, but yet still the importance of, man- of monitoring and managing glucose levels. If, if, doctor, if you may want to go back and, and go a little bit deeper into that conversation, but but you know, I wanted to bring that up because when, when you started talking about the addressable market, and then mr erickson when you start talking about the pricing right cuz cuz now, now it's it's making sense right now now it's hitting home with a lot of folks it's either coming out of an hsa it's coming out of a pp it's it's coming out of that or it's coming directly out of pocket and when you start talking about three digits versus four digits that's where things start making sense as well and then i really like the fact how you how you mentioned just now that it's it's an ever evolving platform for overall wellness. It's not just a one trick pony, right? It's not just out there to do one thing. It's going to do one thing phenomenally, but there's so much more that you're working on and, and already progressed down the road on. So Dr. Anderson, if you could talk a little bit about, you know, the question I just mentioned about, you know, I don't have diabetes. Let's, let's, I'm just going to be a, f- a facetious question. I don't have diabetes. Why is my glucose levels? Why does that matter? Why, why, why is that important? And then, Mr. Erickson, if you could talk a little bit about, again, the fact that the what you just in, ended on, that evolution of your platform, so it really starts to resonate with folks who are starting to hear about you, are going to start reading about you, and, and, and understanding that this could be an, oppor- an opportune uh, option for them as well in their situations.
2: I'd be happy to address that most people are well aware of the fact that with the push toward cholesterol testing and lowering blood pressure, there has been a significant decrease over the years in heart disease. Not eliminated, but, but a deep bit of a decrease. What hasn't been known, because there's no way of conveniently measuring it, is what is actually happening with glucose in the person as they develop diabetes. Uh, Certain physicians will tell you that if everyone lived long enough, everybody would develop diabetes. It's sort of a fate of humankind. But the problem is, is that It doesn't cause any symptoms, doesn't cause any pain. So people don't realize that their glucose is spiking higher and higher. And it's the spikes in glucose that really cause the damage to the nerves and the blood vessels and the organs. So if we can find a way to make people aware of what their glucose is doing, what the effect of eating the pizza is going to be, what the effect of that ice cream, uh, you know, any of the things that we tend to eat, they can be much more aware and hopefully adopt a much healthier lifestyle in terms of meal planning and their activity again even activity will cause a change in the glucose for the good and if people are aware of that that will be an encouragement to them to do the physical activity do the steps per day etc that will lead to better health
0: Awesome. And um, I I love this question here as well. And we were, we're going to answer this question soon uh, in terms of availability and probability of it being, you know, Mr. Erickson, maybe if you want to address that right now, because we were going to get into it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So uh, we are, uh, (laughs) we're moving as fast as we can. We want (laughs) to have this, uh, in front of the FDA. We want to have FDA approval. We want to get this in the marketplace as fast as we can. I think one of the things that has happened over the last two years, we've all been chastened by COVID and the understanding whenever you're dealing with third parties in this complex world, things always take longer than you think they're going to take. So yeah. we've really steered away from timelines. Uh, what I will say is that we're uh, about to undertake comprehensive internal testing um, which is all a, a prelude to going to the FDA. We've also uh, put in place all of those rigorous uh, aspects of record keeping that are required by the FDA. Uh, our our hope is to be in front of the FDA this coming year and to under and and to undertake uh, clinical trials at, uh, as approved by the FDA uh, for our device. Um, so. Uh, you know, we're just moving on it as rapidly as we can, uh, with as, as forcefully as we can, and and uh, we're eager to 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 get it into the marketplace. Eager to have FDA approval.
0: I love that. Let me let me ask a question about the physical device as well. And and again, uh, forgive my ignorance. Maybe you know, the third person looking in from a from a monitoring perspective. But calibration of these devices is is that something that needs to happen? And how different similar would that be versus the Dexcom versus the, the Abbott Labs versus something that no labs is, is going to be providing?
2: Yeah, I if I can address that. Please, Andy. The, In the history of the development of continuous monitoring devices, uh, the initial devices have all had a requirement for calibration Mm. and confirmation of therapeutic decisions by finger stick. As their technology and their years of experience uh, with patients has grown, these requirements have become much more liberal so that now your DEXCOM uh, and your freestyle don't require confirmation finger sticks and they're moving toward not requiring any calibration. So we think that our technology because of the accuracy the ability to consistently measure glucose accurately enough that we uh, in our studies in the lab have consistently gotten better results in something the mean uh, uh, deviation from the glucose reference standards, mm. um, we, we have been able to show that our accuracy is such that we are quite hopeful that we will not require any type of calibration or fingerstick confirmation for the use of the glucose value for therapeutic decisions.
0: You, you know when you when you when you do things too well, yeah, you're going to have some haters out there. That, that, that's probably the best way that I can put it. And and, and I'm going to ask that question. I'm ask this question to both of you. you. Your numbers are looking good. Your your promise is looking good. You know the other folks out there in the industry are watching you. And are are they are you are you working in collaboration? Are are folks, uh, you, you know. Uh, Cheering and raw, rawing you, you through, or or kind of putting the uh, the spike strip out in front of you, trying trying to make you feel again. Again, it's just a, a question that I'm asking. It, it seems like again, we're we're looking for the betterment of the world, trying to <laughs> solve big problems. And you are you've already got a head, you got a great head start. You've you've got such a head start of, against other companies who have been doing smaller, s- significant yet yet more focused things for a longer period of time. I just I just wonder. You know, what, what that looks like amongst the circles right within the medical, within the science, within the technology circles as you start talking to your peers about what it is that you're bringing to market. And, and does that make people uncomfortable about their space within the industry or does it make them celebratory for, for the fact that Dr. Anderson well, and I be, Mr. Erickson are, are doing yeah, some I good think- things out there?
1: I I think James, you know, people keep their own counsel. You know, we have mm. people who are that we're going to disintermediate, right? I haven't yeah. used that term in a long time, but we're a disruptive a disintermediate force, right? Yeah. And uh, yeah, uh, uh, yeah, it's a big word. It's but it, it think about you know, Dexcom's got a sixty billion dollar market cap with. Uh, with something that costs over four thousand dollars a year with a lot of disposables so no doubt they're paying attention to us right yeah. no doubt they're paying attention to us and other people are paying attention to us i would have no doubt right they don't talk to us necessarily they're not so but we have to just the way we operate we have to I, and i don't want to use the old andy Gray, uh, grove line you know the only the paranoid survive i think that was the <laughs> title of, of grove's book back in the day but what we do do is we pay a lot of attention to our competition Mm. Uh, both the direct competition and people that we think are, you know, could be lurking in the, in the shadows. Um, We, we pay a lot of attention to our IP portfolio. We have 57 patents issued and pending. We've got more in the pipe. Uh, We, we file patents. We, we have really solid foundational patents. We file patents offensively and defensively. We look at the white space. We look diligently at what other people are doing. And we, we, uh, we try to make sure that we have, you know, that, if you will, that armor, in terms of a competitive world, we have strong intellectual property, and we also have trade secrets. We have our proprietary algorithms, artificial intelligence, machine learning that we protect diligently, those trade secrets. So, But I think at the same time, we have no illusions about the fact that if you're a disintermediator, if somebody's got a $60 billion market cap, he is not your friend, <laughs> right? Yeah. Not your friend. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and uh so yeah i mean it's uh uh but all i can say about that is uh we are focused on what we're doing we're focused on what we're doing uh and we're doing it uh with singular focus uh we at this point in our life cycle do not want to be collaborating with anyone externally external we're just paying attention to use that old phrase paying attention to our knitting we're doing that. our thing and we're focused on what we're doing. Uh, there will be time over time where it might make strategic sense to be collaborating with somebody, right? Somebody might say, wouldn't it be interesting to have your technology in all of our hundreds of millions of devices, right? That mm. could be interesting, but we need to focus and that's what we're doing. We're focused uh, laser focused and uh, uh, doing it our way right now. I appreciate With, all the, you. with all, the, all the diligence we can muster. Good
0: stuff. And I, and I appreciate you answering that question. And, and I brought it up because I do typically like to focus on the science and the technology and, and the greater good of what's going on. But I, I, I know, and we both, we, we all know, right, people listening and watching, there are also folks looking at it from the financial perspective, right, with you being a public right. company. Yeah. So they're also going to have yeah. concerns or questions about Strategic goals, roadmaps, and things of that nature. So I want—I didn't want to have any assumptions. I actually want. No, to that's true.
1: That's true. So you know, we're fiduciaries. I'm a fiduciary, and mm. uh, uh, so we have to look out for all the stakeholders, large and small, and you know uh we 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 are focused on on excellence doing a great job bringing something into the marketplace and the global marketplace that can make a difference in people's lives that's our focus and uh by the same token we're fiduciaries and we're looking out for all shareholders large and small and all of our other stakeholders so you know that's that's all key uh to to what it is we do. There was an earlier question I saw across the screen about insurance and this is something that Andy and I talked about early on and because we have something that could probably, you know, if, you're, if the com- competition is is minimally invasive with a needle that goes in your stomach, they call it a filament, uh, and it costs more than four thousand dollars a year. Could we come to market with something that costs fifteen hundred dollars a year, two thousand dollars a year? In other words, we come. Could we come to market with a higher price point because we've got something that works and that is completely non-invasive and a platform, and we we. Uh, if you did that, of course that would require insurance reimbursement and it would just, it's a higher hurdle. We want broad adoption of what it is we're doing. We want to make a big difference in human health and wellness. That's why we want to keep the pricing, uh, low and as competitive as possible. So when we, and I'm going to hang out show you what, you know, what a U band might look like. Um, right. Not very, not very big, fit on your wrist. Um, You know, we want to keep this very competitive, inexpensive, and broadly available. Because if you're going after that addressable market—a billion, have two million billion people in the world—you know, um, you want to make sure it's on as ultimately on as uh, available for as many people as possible. Awesome, awesome.
0: Let Let me ask uh, this question and. Start starting with you, Doctor Anderson. You know the last fifteen, sixteen, seventeen months, the world kind of kind of stopped, <laughs> and and uh, I'm sure that had some effects, positive, negative. What what pros, cons, and things of that nature. But how has the the advent right of, of, of COVID caused no labs to either pause or to refocus priorities? If in, in of itself, maybe. But uh, has there been any detriment or any slow down in terms of progress due to the past 15, 16 months or so?
2: Certainly there has been no slowdown in our motivation to remain focused and go forward. Mm. Um, it has, as in all facets of life, uh, had effects of the inability to have, uh, you know, person-to-person meetings. Um, It certainly has affected uh, our friends at the Food and Drug Administration. They're just now getting back on track uh, with diabetes devices. They had a huge backlog of requests. But we feel that the current state now Will allow us to go forward much more rapidly with the clinical testing than we were able to do during all of the lockdowns. Um, you know, it, it's hard to gather 200 people together for a clinical test right. uh, if they have to stay at home.
0: Makes sense. Makes <laughs> sense.
2: <laughs> so, so we're 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 really excited that we now have the opportunity to. Uh, Advance the throttle and move even faster than we were.
0: Awesome. From a from a short term, from a midterm, from a long term perspective, I'll, I'll start with you, Mister Erickson. Um, what's going on out there? No lab. You know, from 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 a trajectory perspective, we we've kind of talked to and around it a, a little bit, but I wonder if you can put a little bit more concrete uh, answers around again, short term, long term, kind of future for for no labs, if you don't
1: mind. Well, um, having been an entrepreneur for a long, long time, I think the very first thing is focus, right? Focus. And we're focused on blood glucose. Um, what we're looking to do, we're a bulletin board company today, and we're looking uh, in terms of the capital markets to uplist to NASDAQ. Uh, we think that'll give us more coverage. Analysts will cover us. Institutions will buy us. It'll give us you know, more liquidity in the stock. And we belong on NASDAQ, and we want to do that as soon as, as soon as practicable. Um, uh, uh, as we continue to focus on blood glucose and that sort of, you know, as we talked about that large addressable market, um, and as, as, as we have human and financial resources, because we're first focused on glucose, we don't want to take people in the team away from that. We'll start to focus on other analytes. Now we have, when we've had time, as, as Dr. Anderson mentioned, we've, we've successfully done blood alcohol, we've done blood oxygen, we have done, uh, uh, aspirin and Tylenol, we can see when they're hot, they hit your bloodstream, and those are sort of a, those are uh, proxies for other therapeutics to let you know for certain that your grandmother took the drug she was supposed to take. I mean, that's another application of this. So we will start focusing on other analytes, uh, and um, the way the FDA works, you know, we'll be going to the FDA, which which is with what's called a de novo application, because nobody before us has done anything quite like this. Once we get that initial approval of the blood glucose, then as we go on with further analytes, right? And let's say, for example, one Dr. Anderson has mentioned uh, a woman's progesterone levels. Mm. Uh, we, we would then, we would have a predicate device. The blood glucose, and so when you're going back to the FDA, it's a different process because you're just, we'd be a- adding additional uh, applications to that to the uh, to the platform. Um, so, I think that you know that's something that we're very excited about. is sort of adding to adding to uh, the platform, adding for the the global customer base, other important analytes that can help them with human health and wellness. So, you know, in terms of the you know, and I I think that. Look, if you um, post FDA approval, you know, I mean, what do I see is a you know, the everybody likes to talk about the hockey stick, the mm-hmm. hockey stick for a company like ours. Well, you know, one of the things, you know, if Dexcom's got a $60 billion market cap, we have a market cap today of under $100 million. If our market cap was 1% of Dexcom's, we'd have a market cap of $600 million. And you know uh, it take a 6x on our current side that puts our stock at 12 bucks so you know uh the i I think we're dramatically undervalued today as as compared to the other people in the marketplace doing what we're doing and they don't have a platform we do so i think as we identify those opportunities over time uh as we uplist to nasdaq i think uh you know there'll be you know It'll all be reflected in uh, the value we provide to ultimately to our customers, to people around the world, and to our our stakeholders and shareholders.
0: Makes sense. Makes sense. I, I took Dr. Anderson off the screen. He was fro- I thought he had a great poker face. To be honest, I thought that's what was go- going on right there. But he, his his screen looked like it had frozen once again, so I took him off the screen. Um, we're going to work on his bandwidth. We're going to work. That, on that's speed. what we're going to do, right? We're going we're going to work on that. Get get him going for sure, Certainly. I, I just want to first and foremost say thank you for taking the time to talk about the who, the why, the what, and the how, right? Of, of, of no labs, because what you're, what you're doing, I think is, is phenomenal. Fantastic. Uh, as, as the statement that you mentioned about an, an addressable market, right. It is, is huge. And I'm really glad that we got to go into the, the discussion about pricing for the individual, right? Cause, cause it, the science and the technology and the medicine matter, but at the end of the day, right, it's what's coming out of my back pocket to to to, to manage this environment. So I think I think just the fact that you're cognizant of that as well for the for the consumer matters, and I'm glad we got the chance to talk about that. Uh, your locations are where folks can reach you. I'm going to actually put things in the in the description of this video and of this session as well, so folks can log on. But Besides the LinkedIn page, or, or if you can give the URL for your website, that'd be amazing.
1: Uh, nolabs.co. And people usually mess that up and put .com, but it's .co. knowlab .co. Awesome. Awesome.
0: Mr. Erickson, I appreciate you, sir. Uh, Mr. Anderson, I appreciate you. I'm looking in the back room where he still looks frozen. I'm not sure what's going on, but but you know what? We did get to have the dialogue and the conversation, yeah. and uh, I, I know that there are going to be more questions coming of this and uh, more more interest. I wish you and your company nothing but the the, the greatest. We're an op-
1: we're we're an open book, James. Uh, anybody can ask any questions they wish. We we uh, we're eager to speak with people out there about what we're doing we're so excited about it so thank you very much for the opportunity appreciate, appreciate it.
0: you sir be well
1: thank you